Amen. So once again, um, happy Father's Day, first of all, to all the fathers that are um, can hear us, that are a part of the Scribal Conservatory. God bless you all. And thank you so much for all that you do for the family. Praise God, you are honored on today. So happy Father's Day. All right, so um, again, um, Apostle had uh, some things to take care of. So we just welcome each and every one of you. I'm Prophet LA and I'll be uh, stepping in on today uh, for Apostle. So the first thing I wanna do is share uh, the screen. Amen. Just a minute. Amen. Okay, here we go. And let's do slideshow view. Praise God. Okay, praise God. Okay, so I can no longer see who's trying to get in. I I don't know how this, I'm sorry. So hopefully people will be able to get in. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, so praise God, we're recording today. And the first thing I want to do is I want to start out in prayer. So um, you all just pray with me. Father God, we just, first of all, we thank you and we praise you for uh, just life. We thank you for an opportunity for another day to walk in your purpose. Lord, we just ask that today be an uh, eye-opening day. Today will be a day of revelation, a day of understanding, Father. We ask that you open our hearts, open our ears, open our eyes so that we are able to receive what Holy Spirit wants to share with us on today. We thank you, Father God, for building upon uh, what Apostle uh, taught last week. And we just honor um, our leader on today, Lord. We just lift her and her family up to you, Father, for you know everything that is needed in every situation. And we just ask that you just uh, go with her with grace, Father God, go with her in the power and in the name of the Lord, uh, that when she um, walks even in the atmosphere, will begin to shift and change and move and the presence of God is discerned, oh God. Lord, we just give you glory for each and every person on today, those who are here, those who will listen to the replay, those who are concerned considering even joining the conservatory. We just bless every household that is accountable, Father God. And we just honor you and we love you, Father. We thank you for uh, just insight on, on the shift that is taking place in the body of Christ and the shift that is taking place in the church. So these things we pray and I just decrease so that you may get the increase, Holy Spirit. I acknowledge you and I ask that you just flow through me um, um, just freely. Um, I just lend myself to you freely. And I just thank you for allowing me to be a vessel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Praise God. Uh, yes, you are in the right place. This is the Scribal Conservatory Arts and Worship Center. Uh, hallelujah. And right now what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started on this morning. But those of you who are just joining um, thank you so much for joining. I'm Prophet L.A. Holtz, and it is a pleasure and an honor to serve you all on today. All right, so um, let's just go over a couple of things real quick. I know some of you are familiar, but I just want to do this for today. Uh, the content of this presentation consists of original copyrighted material 
Um, no part of the teaching in any form uh, has been extracted from the works of others. Uh, I'll just give a, a caveat. I did extract some of Apostle's teachings for last week <laughs> uh, to, um, uh, you know, to be a part of the teaching that I'll be doing today. So, okay, but I got permission. Okay, great. Uh, those watching do not have permission <laughs> to redistribute, publish, store digitally, record, or reprint the information without express written permission of the author and with proper uh, attribution. So again, um, I got permission. So we know that. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Let's keep going. <laughs> Okay, so the Scribal Conservatory, this is the base of the Scribal Conservatory. This is what we believe, and this is um, what Apostle loves to go over every week because it's really important that we stay on the same page, amen, that we start out on the same page. So the Scribal Conservatory overview, for those of you who are new and are not familiar, um, the Scribal Conservatory Arts and Worship Center is a safe place to explore, activate, refine, demonstrate your gifts and talents in the Lord while being immersed in the reality of Christ. We fully understand the journey of the worshiper and the artesian and are here to empower believers in walking out their purpose and destiny in Christ. Amen. So what is the conservatory or a conservator? I'm so glad you were thinking that. A conservatory is a college or university of study. A conservator is a guardian or protector of a specific body of knowledge or work. As conservators, we protect the vision, mission, and purpose of the conservatory it, uh, to transform nations, reinforce covenant, increase understanding, and elevate Christ above men. Okay, so this is our statement here. Um, and finally, we conserve the following principles. <clears throat> um, this is um of our measures so the transforming nations portion there are scriptures that if you want to jot those down and go over those in your private time you you're more than welcome to do so but basically it's through the renewing of the mind that's what we talk about a lot mind renewal also reinforcing covenant which is so important uh jesus is the mediator of a better covenant you know we're in the new covenant um, and that's what we focus on here at the conservatory. Also, a uh, very important, most important, elevating Christ above men. Okay, when we elevate Christ above men, um, we just uh, want you to know that Christ is worthy of greater honor than Moses. So we are now the new covenant. And finally, increasing understanding. Increasing understanding, um, he stores up sound wisdom for the righteous, okay? So again, we're embracing immersion as our roots grow deep in him, okay? All right, let's keep going. If you are in the Atlanta area and you would like to connect, uh, we would love, love, love to have you. Um, this is how you get in touch with us. So basically, you have the Gmail, the scribal conservatory at gmail.com, uh, our Facebook page, which is um, probably the easier way, as well as the website. Okay, so um, also, um, don't forget about our Tuesday night Bible study. Um, 
that we have every Tuesday at 7 30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, it is on Facebook. And so all you need to do is type in the Scribal Conservatory. Uh, I think it says Bible study or something like that. So just type that in on Facebook. You should go right to the page. And here is the actual um, link or um, you know what you need to type in to get to that. Praise God. Let's keep going. Okay, so this is super important, okay? Apostle has um, a podcast, The Chamber of the Scribe. You all make sure you find that. I believe it's on all streaming services. And um, we are all excited for this. So make sure that you, you know, begin to listen to some. I have to catch up on a couple myself. But um, what I've been listening to so far is absolutely wonderful. This is a beautiful opportunity that the Lord has opened up for Apostle. And um, he's just expanding her reach. And it is time uh, for her reach to be expanded. And um, he's definitely using this uh, podcast. So you guys, please be a part of that. All right, um, we're going to show this again later. And also, uh, Varuva is also going to be putting that in uh, the chat that I cannot see. So if you're saying something to me, I can't see it. Okay, all right. So um, if you like to give or when you decide to give, these are the ways that you can give uh, to the ministry or directly to Apostle. Um, and she definitely appreciates all that you do. Nothing is too small or too large. Amen. All right, let's get into our uh, teaching on today. Now that we've finished with our announcements, again, welcome for those who uh, have just joined us. All right, so today we're going to be continuing. Uh, is Is it ministry or something else? Amen. Okay, so today, um, today we're going to be building upon Apostles' foundation laid on it is a ministry or something else. Okay, she taught about the changing church and why it's important to know the difference between ministry or that something else. Okay, we have the example of Jesus and how he carefully handled people from different backgrounds and different walks of life, and yet he was still able to draw them with love and kindness. As the church is shifting again, we as sons of God will either keep up or get left behind. God's desire to win the hearts of the lost depends on the willingness of believers to shift into true ministry or continue in the something else. So God is not in the latter. Okay, so uh, let's, let's keep going. When ministry is present, I want to share with you some points that Holy Spirit shared with me. Um, And this is building upon what Apostle was teaching, but but I don't want to go into her part two. So this is kind of like a different stream, if you will, so that when she comes back next week, she can continue on with uh, the series as well that she she started with us. So um, when ministry is present, these are some of the things that that need to be uh, present when ministry, true ministry is present. Number one, Holy Spirit is welcomed. 
Okay, when we are experiencing true ministry, we want to make sure that we are giving Holy Spirit full reign of what it is that we are assigned to do. Okay, whatever area we're called in, if it is traditional ministry, the marketplace ministry, uh, whatever that is, know that Holy Spirit needs to be welcomed. The second thing he uh, shared with me is the presence of God is discerned. When true ministry is present, the presence of God is discerned. Have you ever just walked in a place, whether it's a church, whether it's somebody's home that is, is that that prays, you can just discern the presence of God. Um, even people who may not know him yet, they can just they can feel God. They can feel the presence of God. It's lifting them up. And they're like, man, man, I feel good all of a sudden. It's the presence of God. So when ministry is present, the presence of God is discerned. Praise God. The next thing Holy Spirit shared with me is the power of God is displayed. Okay, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later because it's not exactly what you may be thinking. But also when true ministry is present, the power of God is displayed. Amen. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we go. Let me open this up so I can see. Um, also the counsel of God is obeyed when true ministry is present. Amen. The, uh, counsel of God is obeyed. And we'll talk about that, um, a little bit later. Also, when ministry is present, indwelling of Holy Spirit is perceived. Okay. Um, a change is perceived when true ministry is present. Again, we are building on, is it ministry or something else? So you all stay with me. Hallelujah. Also, the, the spirit of truth is believed. Oh, my God. The spirit of truth is believed. I don't know. Did I spell that wrong? Either way, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. The spirit of truth is believed when true ministry is present. In other words, there's a spirit of truth that is in the that is in the midst. And also, finally, uh, is it ministry or something else? The is it ministry when you when when ministry is going forth, the people are changed. Hallelujah. The people are changed. Praise God. Let's keep going. So the first scripture that I want to talk about is John 14, 15 through 18. And it says here, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Praise God. So again, this is John 14, 15 through 18. So the first thing that we see right away is when we're talking about is in ministry. Uh, how do you know that that you are living in the ministry of Christ? If you are if you are walking out a life 
of righteousness um, and it's not something else, you want to look at your kingdom keys that the word of God gives you. And it simply says, and it's so simple, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So when we elevate Christ above men, like we read in our in our um, bylaws uh, earlier, um, the first thing you want to uh, self-assess is how do I display my love for Christ? How do I display my love for God when in ministry, when being ministered to, when being an example for the world to, to watch? Is my, is my life, am I being a walking epistle read of all men? How do I do that? And it's simply put right here. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's so, so simple. So in other other words, to stay away from that something else, we want to walk out his love and display the love we have for him by simply being obedient to his word. Praise God. And how do we do that? Because, you know, in and of ourselves, we can't, we can make our decisions, but we, we need help. And that's what Holy Spirit is here for us. He's here to help us to walk out this life with us. And so that's why it says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. So we're not in this alone, but to walk out the true love, to walk out the ministry of Christ, we must, we must keep his commandments because that's what it says. Hallelujah. Let's keep going here. Let's keep going here. So the shift into true ministry begins the moment we first welcome and then surrender to the helper, Holy Spirit. Ministry begins first inside of us. It's a self-reflection. That's what apostle teaches us all the time. It's an inward thing that's happening on the inside of us. And when we desire to please God, we keep his commandments. We want to walk in a place where we desire to please the father. And it's an easy thing to do when your love and your heart and your mind are fixed on a high, uh, on things um, in heaven, are fixed on a high place. And not in the fleshly realm, not not in a low place, not in the lower nature, but you are walking and living and breathing in a high place. Praise God. So so when we desire to please God, we keep his commandments and we live in truth in the inward parts. And what happens? The light and love of Christ begins to shine through. Amen. Praise God. Let's keep going. So the presence of God is discerned. That's the second point we talked about. And what happens when true ministry, when true ministry is, 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 is in the midst of us, <clears throat> the presence of God does a few things. But the first thing the presence of God can do and will do is convict, not condemn, convict. Have you ever been in a place uh you know, like we could just think about what drew us to Christ. There had to be some sort of conviction that took place for us to convert and give our hearts to the Lord, right? Praise God. So the presence of God convicts. 
it, it, it lets you know that there is a hole, there is something missing that only Christ can fill. That there's, there's a place in us where, where Holy Spirit begins to minister to us and lets us know in such a loving, kind way that, yes, I know you've been doing this and that, but I have something better for you. And the Lord loves you so much. He died on the cross for your sins and he, he wants to extend himself to you. And, and then you begin to feel, well, you know what? I, I believe I want to make a decision to change. So the presence of God convicts, okay? The presence of God also ignites, right? For those of us who may have been walking with the Lord and you feel the anointing of God, it compels you to walk in your purpose. Amen? Amen. It compels you to walk. It ignites a fire in you to to perform the things that God has called you to. It it ignites um, a, a certain energy on the inside of you and the grace of God for you to complete your task in him. And we're talking about spiritual things, okay? Uh, it, it can go for natural things, but right now we're talking about spiritual things. We're talking about the presence of God is discerned, okay? The next thing, the presence of God comforts, right? It, in ministry, because we're still talking about is it ministry or something else. When ministry is going forth, hallelujah, there's a comfort that happens. Holy Spirit is our comforter. When you're going through heavy things, it is the worst thing in the world for you to be having a bad day and you go into a church or you come in contact with believers and they don't, they don't discern that something is going on and you need a word of encouragement and and instead you get in a word of judgment and a word of condemnation. That is the worst thing ever. What if this is our only chance to show the love of God to a person before they decide to just give up on everything, before they decide to just give up on God. But when the presence of God is is in the room, when the presence of God is, is all around and in, when the presence presence of God is comfort happens. Hallelujah. There's a comfort when the presence of God, because again, we're talking about is in ministry. We have to know is in ministry. Why? Because the spirit of this age is running rampant and it has seeped into the church. It has seeped into the body of Christ. And we've gotten so dull in our discernment that we can't tell error from the presence of God. Hallelujah. We can't tell right from wrong. We, we can't, what is going on? We have to get back to what the word says and the nature of God. And we have to ask ourselves, wait a minute, it sounds good. They up there hooping and hollering and sweating and using the handkerchief and doing all kinds of things. But when I look around and I look inside this word, I ask myself, is this ministry or is this something else? So if this is not a comforting word, if this is not a a, a word of, of encouragement, if this is not a word that even if I need correction. It doesn't make me want to slit my throat, but it brings me to a place where I say, Lord, I hear you. Yes, I need to do better. Thank you for walking me through this. It comforts. 
Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 It comforts. Amen. Hallelujah. It comforts. Let's keep going. I know y'all see my screen. I'm multitasking. It's just the grace of God that I'm able to concentrate and do this. Praise God. The next thing the presence of God does, we're talking about is it ministry or something else? The presence of God brings clarity of Christ's identity. Jesus, let me say that again. The presence of God brings clarity of Christ's identity. What does that mean? When you are in the presence of God, when we are in the presence of God, it's almost like an internal checklist begins to go off. And and the Christ identity, uh, what it does is it evaluates what needs to shift and change in our lives. Jesus. Let me change that. Let me decide to do that. Let 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 me shift out of this. Hallelujah. Let me fix this here. Holy Spirit, help me do this. It's and it's not out of a place of of condemnation. It's a place out of when we love God, we want to keep his commandments. It's coming from that place of I love you so much, Lord, that I'm willing to 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 shed off any and everything does not that does not look, sound or have your nature. I, I I want I want to I want to walk into my sonship, Jesus. I want to move from from servant to son, Jesus. I want to I want to know I want to know the secrets and the mysteries. I want to know the unlawful things of heaven. I, I want to know that, Lord. And the only way for me to, to have that type of relationship is out of a place of sonship. So the presence of God brings clarity of Christ's identity. Again, we're talking about is it ministry or something else? When we are in a place of ministry, whether we're ministering to or being ministered to, you want to make sure that, that the presence of God that, that that ministry is bringing clarity of Christ's identity. If the clarity of Christ's identity is not being taught, is not being explained, and people are, are bringing uh, attention to themselves and trying to teach you how to best serve them and trying to teach you how to best lift them up above Christ, know that that is not ministry, that is something else. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, let's keep going. The presence of God is discerned when the presence of God fulfills. Hallelujah, fulfills. Hallelujah, let me go back. So when you think of fulfillment, you think of all the places in your heart all the places in your life where there is lack, where there is, where you know you feel that something is missing, that no matter what you try to do in and of yourself is just not cutting it. It's like, it's like, it's like you've been starving 
but and you got food, but you still hungry, that feeling. So when it's ministry, there is like a spiritual buffet happening on the inside, right? So when it's ministry happening, the presence of God fulfills. And then what happens? We're able to walk out what he's called us to do because it is the grace of God that is on us and flowing through us and the partnership with Holy Spirit that's walking with us that helps us fulfill the destiny that was assigned to us. Jesus, let's keep going. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So all of the above is needed for true ministry to take place. So when we are looking for, is it ministry or something else? These are some of the kingdom keys that you may want to look at as evidence. So think of yourself as a, as a spirit-filled uh, PI. Think of yourself as a, you, you know, you're, you're an investigator for, for, for heaven. And you want to investigate when people are talking to you or you are allowing things in your ear gate and it sounds good, but you need to ask yourself, but is this ministry? Or is it something else? Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's keep going. Hallelujah. So the power of God is on display. That's the next thing that happens. Is it ministry or something else? The power of God is on display. But but let's talk about a different way the power of God is on display. It's not like what we're used to. I ain't talking about people walking on the chairs and laying hands and people falling all out under the power of God. No, let's read this scripture. Praise God. Let's let's read this. Uh, Romans 1 and 20, it says, forever since, oh, I pray y'all get this. This bless my whole soul. Forever since the world was created, created. Listen, people have seen the earth and sky. Okay. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. This is God's power on display. It is the invisible. It is the intangible. When you think about his ministry or something else, the power of God is still displayed in an invisible way when it comes to how powerful he is. Guess what that means? That means we don't have to say nothing. There is no excuse in and under uh, above, nothing under the sun that a, a human being can say when it comes to whether they want to accept Christ or not, when it comes if they want to uh, live right or not, if it, when it comes if they want to believe in God or not, but guess what? Because he put something on the inside of every human being from any background. Let's not just think of America. Let's think of the world. This says forever since the world 
was created. We're, we're talking about every human being that has breathed a breath of life and has, and has made it to the age of accountability, okay? That's what I'm talking about. And some of you may say, well, what about blind people? Well, what about people who can't hear? Guess what? He still put it inside our spirits. And there is no boundary. There's no limitation when it comes to spiritual things. Hallelujah. So it says here, people have seen the earth and sky. Let me let you know, Holy Spirit was sent as a comforter, as a helper. God doesn't really need our help, but he uses us, praise God, but he can visit people in a dream and a thought, in a breath, in the wind. He can talk to us through, through the dogs if he wants to. But my point is that the power of God being on display is not some religious shenanigans that we have been made used to because of uh, slavery. That's not it. It's right here. It says people have seen the earth and sky and through everything God made, everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse not to know God. Jesus. Hallelujah. So when true ministry is in the midst of us, you, you, you mean to tell me that when you're speaking and you're hearing people, are they pointing to the true power of God's nature? Are they pointing to the power of God or are they diminishing who he is by talking about self? Are they diminishing who he is and what he is to us and who he is even without us to, to some weird uh, pedestal that they feel the need to be on. Hallelujah. I love the invisible power of God because it has nothing to do with anything outside of him. I love it. I love it when I when I sit and listen to nature and and I can I can hear melodies and and I can just imagine what's going on in the spirit realm. Do you ever just take a moment to quiet yourself and listen to everything outside of natural stuff? I, I don't want to get too deep, but I'm just saying this is the invisible. I mean, how the sky and the earth are separate and so far apart, but yet we can see them both at the same time. That's an invisible power of God. Woo. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. The counsel of God is obeyed. Hallelujah. The counsel of God. Let's look at Psalms 32 and 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Amen. When ministry is going forth and when ministry is in the midst of us, it compels us to be obedient to the instructions of which Holy Spirit shares. It compels us. It's like, you know, teach me and you open you have a teachable spirit and that goes for leaders also it, there's a there's a posture if you will there's a posture for a teachable spirit when holy spirit is counseling you on things 
And, and you just, Lord, I'm, I may not understand the instruction 100%, but it's not, it's not up to me. I'll get the understanding, but right now I'm just going to walk in obedience and you just explain as I'm, I'm going on that path. Hallelujah. You want to be in that posture of, oh, hey, you telling me to go this way. Okay. I'm going to go this way. And Hey, look, Lord, I trust you. It's all about that trust. So when we're in the midst of ministry, we want to walk in the counsel of God and in a posture of obedience. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to get to that something else too. Also, let's talk about Ephesians 1 and 11. Ephesians 1 and 11, it says, also, we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. Hallelujah. There is an inheritance that we qualify for when we walk in the uh, counsel of God in obedience. I hope you all are getting this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is an obtained inheritance that was predestined before the foundations of the world according to his purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will. When we walk in his obedience, of the obedience of his counsel, uh, we are we are living and moving in the will, the perfect will of God. That is ministry. Hallelujah. Apostle talked about that before we started this series. Series, the perfect will of God. She was she was talking and teaching about that. This is how we get the perfect will of God when we accept the ministry of his counsel, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. The next one is indwelling of Holy Spirit is perceived. Amen. And that's 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. And it says here, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? There is something about when true ministry goes forth, and we, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but when true men, ministry goes forth, when is it ministry, what, what, what happens on the inside, what happens in our spirit man is we begin to perceive that Holy Spirit, something so holy and precious is indwelling. And when we recognize that moment, we recognize that we are, we are a temple holding precious cargo, what happens? Change happens. Change occurs. So if you want to know if you're ministering, if you want to know if ministry is in the midst, you just, you just discern if people are recognizing that they are carrying precious cargo is the indwelling of Holy Spirit perceived. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Holy Spirit is perceived, it's like, 
it's like you walk different. And I mean, figuratively, your walk is different. Your speech changes. Your consideration grows for others. Your, the mercy of God uh, is being developed. The grace you extend to others is, is shifts. Hallelujah. Because the indwelling, hallelujah, of Holy Spirit is perceived. Hallelujah. When ministry occurs, the crooked places in our lives begin to straighten up. We are, we are brought into remembrance of the original intent of God in our lives before the fall. See, Holy Spirit is recognized within us. He indwelling is holy. Therefore, we become holy. It is, is it ministry or something else? Something else lives in the place of pride and self. And pride needs no help from God. Pride or the spirit of this age says, I'm good enough just as I am. But when you perceive the indwelling of Holy Spirit, the first thing you do is you shift from I'm good enough to Lord, help me become. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Praise God. The quote from last week, apostle said, ministry is not just based on words and deeds, but consistent examples before people seeped in Christ's compassion and repentance. Hallelujah. That's good. When I think of the word seep, the only thing I can think of is when you have a tea bag and you want to seep your tea bag, what do you do? You have to dip it in there. It has to hang out in there, spend a little time in that hot water. For what's in the tea bag can then change and transform the hot water to what's in the tea bag. So we are seeped in Christ's compassion and repentance. And how do we do that? We have to spend time with the Father. We have to spend time in prayer. We have to build our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to seep in Christ's compassion and repentance. We have to be in a posture of, 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 of being able to, Lord, show me how to do this the right way. See, I don't know about you, but I'm not one of them people that got to go through stuff myself before I learn a lesson. No, Lord, show me the right way to do it the first time, please. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So I want to be seeped in Christ's compassion and his repentance. Hallelujah. It's not based on what I say. It's not based on what I do. It's based on living as if you know that the indwelling of Holy Spirit, you are encapsulating the, the, the Holy Spirit and you have precious cargo and you want to make sure you live to please God. Seep me in your compassion, Lord. Seep me in your repentance, Lord. Woo, Jesus. 
Because when we because when we live like that, people see it. And that's the example. That's the walking epistle read of all men. When people read you, what do they see? What is coming out? What are you seeping yourself in? Hallelujah. Yes, yes, it is important to be seeped in Christ's compassion. Hallelujah. Is it ministry? Hallelujah. Holy Spirit helps us to live upright before the Lord through daily guidance and character building, right? So Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And we know the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when I was going over this, I was like, wow, this, we, we, we hear about the fruit of the spirit all the time, but then Holy Spirit pointed out something to me and it blew me away. He said, he said, look at the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. He said, um, he said, uh, it's all invisible. It's all invisible things. Invisible things. Praise God. What does that mean? That means all of this is internal work. All of the fruit, it happens on the inside. Amen. Amen. Everything that is listed here as part of the fruit of the spirit happens is an internal uh, a shifting that takes place. And it blessed me. It's it's intangible spiritual growth into sonship. And I never really looked at it like that before. And and it just blessed me. So I I hope it blessed you guys because it surely blessed me. Look at the fruit of the spirit. Look Look at each and every one. Each and every one is an internal entity. So what does that mean? That means... That means every person that accepts Christ needs to be transformed by the internal work of his fruit. Is it ministry or something else? Let's keep going. Galatians 5, 25, it says, if we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. Hallelujah. If we live by the spirit, let us walk by the spirit. And I love this right here. What, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for me? Because everyone, God, Holy Spirit can build upon his word in us and give us exactly what we need in order to continue to become a likeness and image of Christ. So for me, as I'm even reading this right now, if we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. That, that reminds me of examples of people that have uh, been in church been saved for for so long just read their word all the time but they don't apply the word in which they know 
the word in which they hear, the word in which they're taught every day, every week, they don't apply it to their practical lives. That's what this means to me. In other words, it's great for you to know the word. It's great for you to hear the word. It's great for you to be an upstanding member, member of Ebenezer, so-and-so, this and that. But, but do you allow the fruit of the spirit to seep into your walk? Jesus. When, when, when somebody gives you bad service at the restaurant, are you able to extend kindness to them? Maybe they're having a bad day. Are you, are you able to gently correct them without getting them fired? Are you able to exercise self-control if your order is wrong? Twice. Are you able to live by the Spirit but also walk by the spirit. That's the hard part. It's easy for us to keep what we know and what we have a secret, but can someone, can someone, you can you be a walking epistle read of all men, even in rough times? Can you also walk it out in your everyday life? See, that is what the, the ministry is. Because when we do not allow what we know and what we've learned to be walked out in our lives, it is not ministry, but it becomes something else. Woo! Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Romans 8 and 14, it says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. See, I don't know about you, but I want to be a child of God. I want to be living out my sonship while in the earth realm. I don't want to be the something else. I want to be led by the spirit. And we saw what the fruits are. That is the spirit of God. This is the essence of God. This is the nature of God. This is the heart of God. It starts with the internal work of the fruit being evident and walked out in our lives. Amen. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Is it ministry or something else? First John 4 and 6, it says, we are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who does not from God uh, does uh, wait, where am I? He who is not from God does not listen to us. That's simple. Listen, we are from God. He who knows God listens to us. Is it ministry? He who is not from God does not listen to us. Or is it something else? By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What? It's right there. First John 4 and 6 is right there. Clear as day. See, the spirit of this age has a huge problem with truth. You want to you want to discern is in ministry or something else? Even, even when people are, are using God's name and, and, and throwing out scriptures and, and, and just believe with all their heart, mind, and soul that what they're talking about and what they're displaying is the spirit of God. Look at 1 John 4 and 6. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who does not 
who is not from God does not listen to us. And then he gives us a kingdom key. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. What does that mean? That means there is a spirit of truth and that means there is a spirit of error. It means there is a ministry or is it something else? That means there can be two entities and you need to discern which is which. And how do you discern that? When you giving someone truth and they listen. Jesus. The spirit of this age has a huge problem with truth. We are living in a time when leaders have left the faith, but not the pulpit. They would rather teach error in order to keep crowds rather than live in the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of truth that corrects us. It's the spirit of truth that keeps us on the path of righteousness. It's the spirit of truth that keeps out confusion when people who are not saved are looking for godly examples by which to draw them into the kingdom of God. Is it ministry or something else? Jesus. First John 3 and 18, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Let us love not with words or speeches. A lot of that going on. I mean, speeches, essays, <laughs> uh, sermons. <laughs> It sounds real good, but what are the actions and in truth, listen, in truth, that's the key. And I'll give you an example. If I say I'm hungry, I don't need prayer. I need a sandwich. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I'm going to ask you all, which would be more effective, an hour-long prayer or bringing me food? Let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. A lot of times, people who have gone into error, they use prayer as a scapegoat for them not to step up and do what Holy Spirit is unctioning them to do. Okay, don't keep going. Religion will say the ministry is in the prayer. That's the something else. Because that's not ministry. What did Jesus say? You were hungry. I was, you were hungry and I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty. You didn't give me a drink. I was naked. You didn't clothe me. Did he say something about pray for me? That I get food? Pray for me that I get a sip of water? Pray for me that you cover me up? No, he said, when I was, you did not. <laughs> Come on, we almost finished. We almost finished here. Finally, true ministry changes the heart. Hallelujah. God is looking for a people willing to minister like Jesus did. When we use Christ as an example, hearts are turned towards him. Amen. Amen. Is it ministry or something else? 
Let's talk about the cancel culture for a moment. Hallelujah. The cancel culture is the spirit of this age. Is it ministry of something else? Okay. Christ never told us to write people off when they make mistakes. Nor did he tell us to bring up the sins of others that he has already forgiven and use it against them. That's what the cancel culture is into right now. They got a name for it. That's a principality, the cancel culture. That's the spirit of this age. But let me tell you, is it ministry or something else? Don't, don't fall into that. Let me tell you what, 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 the, what the word says. Colossians 3 and 13. Ooh, make allowance for each other's make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others see ministry is walking in a place of forgiveness Ministry is extending grace to those who have made mistakes. But Apostle says it all the time. You want to give people a space to grow. You want to extend grace to people like God extended grace to you. If people make mistakes, y'all, I'm done with you. I'm this. Oh no, uh, uh-uh, uh, bad. Oh no, I don't, I, I, I don't like you no more. Or what? That is not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is about reconciliation first. And there are sometimes when when people don't walk in agreement with the fruit in which you're walking out in your life, that's different. But if all possible, live peaceable with one another. That's what the word says. So we want to make sure that we are not being part of the something else in this cancel culture. And we are walking as sons of God so that we can be examples. How will people understand the mercy of God if we don't extend mercy? How will people understand God's grace if we don't extend grace? Don't you know that we are the conduit between heaven and earth by which people will be able to see and be walking epistles read of all men? What are they reading when they see you? Are they looking at ministry or something else? Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. This right here is what the epitome of his ministry looks like or something else. When you are living in a place of something else, you have a stony, unresponsive, stubborn heart. And we all have been there before salvation. There have been times when we have been stubborn, stony. Let me pray for you. When I got $300, I know right now in my pocket, but I want to go buy this coach purse or whatever purse. So I'm not going to feed you, but let me pray for you. That's a stony, stubborn heart. Hallelujah. But when it becomes ministry, when sonship ensues, when we shift from servant to sonship, when we shift to a place where we are, where we are examples of kingdom living and kingdom citizens, what happens? We get a new heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We get a new spirit. 
and, and the, that stony, stubborn heart, that hard heart, that unresponsive, that it, it, you got to really think about it. If you see suffering, then you have the power within yourself to, to make a difference and you decide not to because it's just a little too much trouble. That's an unresponsive heart. But when we shift into sonship, the grace on our lives gives us the ability to make change. Ooh, let's keep going. Praise God. True ministry causes vulnerability. The something else will say, let me hold a grudge. Talking about that cancel culture. Nah, uh-uh. I'm unwilling to move. I'm unwilling to budge. I'm unwilling. I have an unresponsive, hard, stubborn, stony heart. But true ministry is a ministry or something else. True ministry will, will, will make you vulnerable because your heart is soft and you begin to see people through the eyes of Christ. And when you tap in like that into sonship, then guess what? Holy Spirit will begin to share things with you about the backstory so that you then will have compassion for people. Hallelujah. So you move from that something else to ministry. And ministry is where we need to be. Jesus, let's keep going. Hallelujah. We're almost done here. Romans 15 and 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Hallelujah. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is our prayer. We pray that that the source of hope, who is God, our Heavenly Father, that he will fill us completely. Oh, Jesus. When we are filled completely, it is always ministry. And, and what comes with being filled completely is joy and peace. And why does joy and peace come when we are filled completely? Because we trust him. Jesus. I trust you that that as I line up and walk out your word, as I walk out the fruit of the spirit in my life, as I walk out your, your commandments in obedience, I'm going to trust you and in trusting you. Now, I may not know everything, but as I trust you, I'm going to have joy and peace, which are the two elements I need to live a fulfilled life in him as a son of God. Because why? Joy is my strength. So the joy is going to give me strength to help some people where I don't just, I'm not just going to be praying, but I'm going to do not just in words, but also in, in what I do. I want to do something about it. And the peace is God. I know you're going to give me what I need to, to help. And I, and I'm going, I'm going to continue to walk and trust you. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of Holy Spirit. I am confident that he will make provision for me. I am confident 
that as I remain obedient, that he is going to make a way for me. I am confident that if I take care of his house, that he'll take care of mine. I am confident, hallelujah, that as I help others, he will provide what is needed for what's on my now soft heart and my new spirit because he put that in me so that I can see the people as he sees the people. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 10 and 31, whether you eat or drink or whether whatever you do, do all unto the glory of God. So no matter how he's using us in ministry, how he's using us as we walk out our purpose and fulfill the destiny that the Lord has assigned to us and predestined, whatever it is, make sure that when we do and what we do, we're doing it unto the glory of God because anything outside of that will always be something else. Hallelujah. Is it ministry or something else? We must be ever-changing in the likeness of Christ, people of God. Ministry is always about people. God loved his creation and is looking for those of his sons willing to stay in the posture of his love for people. And that is ministry. And it keeps us in that vein of righteousness. It keeps us in that vein of the kingdom. It keeps us um, in the identity of Christ. It keeps us elevating Christ above men. It keeps us in that new covenant love. It keeps us in that place so we don't move over into that something else. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's all we have for you today. God bless you all. Let's pray out first. And uh, if you want to give, this is how you give. So, Father, we just thank you for this time of, of teaching. We thank you for this time of your word. We thank you, Father God, that you will continue to open up this series and subject. Is it ministry or something else to your people? We thank you, Father God, for allowing us and helping us uh, to, to understand that we are carrying precious cargo by way of Holy Spirit and that we are mindful of the identity of Christ that you are forever making us into. Hallelujah. We thank you for sonship on today. We thank you Father God, for living out the fruit of the spirit and not just in what we know, but in the walk so that when we, uh, when we come across practical situations, we are able to represent you well. Father, we thank you on today. I lift up every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for every household represented here. Those who are here, those who will be here later. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in the lives of your people. We thank you, Father God, for opening up our understanding of heaven's culture. We thank you, Father God, for your word that is embedded in our hearts that will remain vulnerable towards you, Father God, that will remain soft towards you, Father God, that will remain, um, uh, that we will be able to respond to your word when you tell us to do something and instruct us, oh God, that we will just move when you say move. We just thank you on today, Father. 
that we lift up our leader apostle that you've given us and we thank you for her life we thank you for the love that you uh give have given her for us we thank you father god uh for just being with her on today father and we just bless her in the name of the lord jesus christ and these things we pray amen and amen praise god praise god if you guys want to give Here's the information. Veruva has put it in uh, the chat as well. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, thank you so much. These hands represent community. And um, this is ministry. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So at this time, we're going to open it up for comments and I hope I was able to get everybody in. I was letting people in as well uh, while teaching. So hopefully I didn't miss, miss too many people. But at this time, you guys, if you have any comments or questions, um, please raise your hand and I can um, unmute you. Praise God. Amen. I'm looking at the chats while I'm doing this. Is anybody? Oh, there you go. All right, unmute. Okay, go ahead whenever you're ready, Diane. Good morning, everybody. Grace and peace. Um, this is so exciting to me. This is really so exciting to me because I literally had a chance to walk through everything that you taught pretty much today. And it um I want to say a couple of days ago, I had a doctor's appointment. And um, when I left the doctor's office, I stopped to talk to this elderly man who was standing outside smoking. And I just started telling him, um, you know, you don't have any business smoking that cigarette. I wasn't just messing with him, but I, I meant it, but just messing with him. And he was saying, um, yeah, this I know it and everything. But anyway, long story short, I got to pray with him and come to find out he was there with his friend, his uh, girlfriend, and she has cancer. She actually has lung cancer. So I was sharing with him that uh, my younger sister died from lung cancer. And so it, it's just very, you know, it's just something about just seeing people with cigarettes for me. And then when I was talking to him, another lady walked by. She she was walking by. She heard me mention lung cancer, stopped her dead in her tracks. And she came back and she was saying that her brother, he's 40 years old, and he, he has just been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So um, this young lady, and I began to talk with her. I prayed for her brother, prayed for her. And you know, we, we stood out there for two hours, but this lady is practicing some of everything. Like she's just open, you know, she's really open. And she told me that she said, I am open. Um, she talked about, she's African. So they deal with um, her family, the sh shamans, I think it is shamanism or something like that. And then there's the other thing um, she talked, and it all boiled down to she's open to witchcraft, she's open, she's dealing with crystals and everything else. And I got so excited. I got so excited when she started telling me this, because I said, you know what, 
God is so not intimidated by you being involved in all of this, any of this, because you're searching for truth and he is true. And if you continue searching, you're gonna find him. But at any rate, I began to um, just share with this young lady. And one of the things that she said to me was she did not, I mean, being a believer, because she clearly, I clearly let her know that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that she said to me was that she really wanted to, um, what drew her to continue talking to me was that I didn't come across as, you know, being holier than thou or putting her down. And she really felt the love. And I really believe it was the love of God. And not only that, she started asking me questions that I know. Now, I, I read my Bible. I study my Bible. But some of the questions that that young lady was asking me, I had no answer for her. But Holy Spirit, he just came in and he began to answer this young lady. And she was like, wow, I never saw it that way. Anyway, I got to invite her to my Thursday night group. And she actually did come. And I invited her here today. Um, but I don't see her on, I don't know whether she came and couldn't get in or it, whatever, but I, you know, she didn't say for sure that she was going to come, but I was just listening to, um, like you were saying, Holy Spirit shares the backstory, you know, he really does. He lets you know what's going on. He gives you what to respond. And it was just really, really interesting to me. So this, this teaching today came so it was so 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 alive for me even this topic is it ministry or is it something else you know when we get out of the way and we allow God to be God because what I do know is that he promised me that if I lift him up Jesus if I lift him up in the earth he would do the drawing and that is that was the thing that I did and then it was something funny and I'm going to stop but it, it was just a lot that transpired and we're still in contact with one another um but when I was praying for her at one point, I felt my prayer language erupting and I was trying to hold it back <laughs> and I couldn't. And can I tell you, this lady told me some of what I said in her language. She heard it in her language. Wow. She heard it in her language. Now, I didn't hear it in her language. <laughs> but I just, I just thought that was so very, very interesting. And so, yeah, ministry is about people. That is God's most prized precious commodity is people and if we're in it for anything else then we shouldn't be we should we just shouldn't be but I just wanted to share that because it just blessed me so much and it just ties right in with what apostles been teaching and then this message it was just like my god this thing is so real to me but thank you for letting me share bless you thank you so much for sharing that's such a blessing uh bless you sister Diane amen that's awesome Yes, divers tongues. Love it. Praise God. Uh, I remember uh, Dr. K's testimony that she's told us several times and then was in one of her books when she was uh, doing the baptism and she started speaking in the language of the people. And um, they came up to her and told her what she was saying. So that's that's a blessing. Praise God. Um, anybody else want to um, ha have a comment? Let me look. You're right, Apostle, no condemnation. Amen. Praise God. Y'all don't be shy. We have a couple more minutes. If you want to share, you can share. It's fine. Uh, 
if you you need to raise your hand or put in the chat that you want to say something, then I can unmute you. Amen. Or if not, we can. Um... Anybody else? Okay. I can't. I don't see anybody saying anything else, but if you do have something else, please put it in the chat. Minister Christine, I'm going to unmute you because I know you have something. There's no way you don't have something. <laughs> Where's Apostle Bernard? Where did he go? <laughs> okay. I'm here. I wasn't trying to unmute. But okay. <laughs> Thank you for the message, and um, it's really eye-opening when we really think about the topic, is it ministry or something else, and something that my eyes have really opened to um, through my experience in the conservatory is seeing on such another level the extreme detriment that the something else is doing to the body. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And um, I, uh, myself personally, and I know many on this line, we have experienced the something else. And, mm-hmm. and my, my heart's desire, which I know is Christ's heart's desire, is just for healing to take place. And for, you know, the true kingdom and what is true pure ministry to really rise up now yes and in this present moment and and overtake um overtake the body globally because that's what it's going to take for the true revolution to come to pass amen yes thank you so much for sharing that is so true yes people who have experienced something else right Thank you so much, Minister Christine. Okay, who's next? Amen. Because I know y'all have some wisdom. And I know there's something that you all have to say. I don't know why you're being so shy today. Okay, I'm going to just start picking people. <laughs> okay, amen. If I, if I clicked you unmute, please unmute. And then we'll be wrapping up in about three more minutes. Please don't forget to give if you haven't already. Um, Faruva has put in the uh, chat how to give. Prophet LA, I am cracking up laughing. I say, Here, she's going to do it. And she did it. <laughs> you know, I was, I was waiting patiently. <laughs> I am so um, grateful for the deep dive you did into this because we've been studying what ministry is not, but to see what it really is. And um, it's just been reminding me on Sundays and the Lord really convicted me to get back to uh, my first works, which was uh, ministering on the street and helping the poor. So every day, even if I think that I am going on an errand of my own choosing, he introduces me or I want to say throws my life into those of others that need it. 
And on, I believe it was Saturday, no, it has to be earlier this week, I think Thursday. So I was going to a store and the store wasn't open. So I said, well, let me just go to the dollar store. And I'm in the store and this man approaches me and he says, my sister, I will give you, he was trying to get something on his EBT card. Um, He'll pay for it on his EBT if I would give him cash. And at first I was like, oh my God, here we go. Because I've I've been in some ripoff situations before. So I was a little, you know, apprehensive, but um, he was an elderly man. And I was just like, okay, my Lord. So I got what I needed. And then I said, just put your things down here. I will pay for it. And he started crying in the store. Like, oh my God. And so we came out, he had his bags. And I said, do you have everything? He said, yes. And then I took all the cash that I had in my wallet. And I say, here you go. What is your name? And he told me his name. He said, I got a new phone. And so where do you go to church at? And all this other stuff. And I I was just wanting to show him the love of God. And it's just a way that the Lord, and this has been happening like for the last few months, um, the Lord would have me to do things. And if I bypass someone that is asking for money because sometimes they're asking for other reasons, but I try to feed them. I try to buy them something, you know, what do they need? Find out what they need and try to help them. But he really has got me back to that. And just as you were teaching, it's like, you need to check on Charles. See if he's eating today, he's an elderly man. I was just like, okay, Lord. So I'm grateful for the the pointing back to what is real. And like uh, Minister Christine said, we are we have had enough of what ministry is like, and also for the pointed way in which the Holy Spirit is directing us back to not do that type of ministry again, but to really have the heart of Christ. And I know it's coming with what I'm learning about the immersion. So I'm seeing what He's doing and how He reached the people. How. I'm going to say this and, you know, so see, see what you started. So <laughs> what I have really, um, what has really blessed me is how the Lord is showing me what ministry meant to him. I mean, really pulling the stories up out the scriptures, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, the, the woman at the well, the centurion who was a Roman and the Israelites were in Roman occupation they hated the Romans, but Jesus ministered to him. So there were just so many different types of people that Jesus never threw away. Mm-hmm. And he didn't care if his people liked them or not. He still reached out to them. And then he exemplified what the father said, that he loved the world so much till he gave his only begotten son. So these are just things that are jumping off the pages of the scripture and becoming alive. And I thank you so much for um this excellent lesson today bless you apostle thank you for sharing praise god that was such a blessing yes that is definitely ministry that is ministry people of god when we bless people in secret in the stores and things you don't know what people be going through you really you you have but to show the love of god like that as an example is just a blessing and then the woman of god before just stopping to talk to people. We've been in quarantine. Some people are still in quarantine and some people are alone. And the only time they go out is to the doctor or to the grocery store. And think about people who haven't talked to other human beings in a year. Yes, people are hurting. And just to 
stop and take a moment of time that that you you're not gonna do nothing but go home and watch tv anyway and just to say hello to someone or ask someone how they're doing and wait for a response like the scripture said a responsive heart not just hey how you doing as you're walking away well i was gonna tell you how i was doing actually but you kept going <laughs> you know so just things like exactly people are hurting but but we have we're carrying Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wants to bless the people and he will show you exactly how he will tell you exactly what they need. And all you have to do is walk in a place of obedience and he will definitely and he'll fill your heart with so much joy when you do it. It's just it's just beautiful thing. All right. Um, Okay, so I asked to unmute a couple people if you want to say something, because the thing is, I want to hear your wisdom. I want to hear your testimonies as well. And um, we're recording for apostles so she can hear, so she's, she can hear what's going on and, and some of the things the Lord is doing and how we're applying the series to our lives. So it's, it's a good thing to uh, make comments, you all. Plus, I can't see you, so you might as well. Amen. Um, anybody else want to say something before we go? My prayer before leaving home is, Father, show me someone who needs you. Amen. Thank you for giving me what they need. That's it. That's it right there. And he will honor that prayer. Praise God. Okay, um, one more minute. Anybody else? It's, I'm trying not to say your names. I'm just pressing unmute and I know you see it. <laughs> hi, can you hear me? Hello, hi, Michelle. Thank you. Come on. What you what you want to share with us today? Um Years ago, I think it was Christmas Eve, and I've done some part-time retail work from time to time at Dillard's and places like that, seasonally speaking. And I was, I think I was still in Texas, and there was this lady, one of these, you could tell she's one of these never too thin, too rich women, just uh, a white lady, but she's gorgeous. I mean, she was dressed, dripping in whatever, you know, just really looking good. And she was there to, uh, she said she was finishing getting some Christmas presents. So I helped. I think she got some wallets and stuff. I was in the, you know, expensive purse accessories part, but she, she just didn't look right. I mean, she, I don't know. So I asked, I said, ma'am, are you, you know, I have to help. I said, are you okay? Just, you know, I want to see a smile. And she looked at me and broke down crying. I could not believe it. And so I hugged. I said, ma'am, what happened? She said, well, she said, I try to dress to make myself feel better said, but my husband just left me. He's asking for a divorce. It came out of nowhere. She said, I don't know what, to, I don't know what's happening, but I still have these children. My girls, my kids are at home. Now I've got to try to tell them, you know, what's going on, try to make a nice Christmas for them. And I just don't know. She was just frazzled. And, you know, she tried to, to act like she wasn't, but, you know, with the spirit of the Lord, you can kind of tell sometimes when something's not right. And so we talked a good while, you know, and I said, well, you know, whatever customers may be there, somebody else has to help them because I want to talk with, you know, make sure this lady's okay before she leaves the store. And it, I was so grateful that the Lord prompted me to ask that because she was really, really in, a, you know, a state of, she was distraught and really distressed about some things. Mm -hmm. So that was a blessing. I prayed with her and everything. She said she felt better before she left the store. So I'm hoping that, you know, everything turned out all right. That's a blessing. I just want to say this. Thank you for sharing that. See, that's, I just felt led to linger a little bit. I didn't know why, but now I know um, 
you could have saved her life. I believe you did because when you are in that emotional distress during holiday, um, especially people who are driving, that's where the most accidents and deaths of accidents happen. And it's not because of, of drunk driving all the time. It's people are in distress and they're not paying attention. So that one little thing where you stopped a woman and you discerned what we talked about, when you discerned what was going on and the when she just broke down she discerned the presence of god and right there in the middle of the store praise god and she was able to share with you she felt safe that's the other thing the comfort we talked about this in the teaching holy spirit comforted her and gave her uh, the confidence to to in, confide in the god in you praise god and i believe you i believe i believe you saved that woman's life god used you to save that woman's life that night and so thank you for sharing that that was important so what 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 is this all for is it ministry or something else you all when no matter where you are the last one of the last scriptures we went over is talked about the hope and confidence you have to have confidence in the authority of christ on the inside of you and no matter where you are no matter where you are that may not be the reason you're there it wasn't because you were working a seasonal it was because there was an encounter that needed to be had yes and the power of god on display praise god so you all have confidence when the lord prompts you to interact with people they're just people and i'm not saying dangerous situations but the lord is with us but to ask how someone is doing if you are okay and, and you and we discern something else it looks dressed up like like the woman was dressed up it looks dressed up but that's why we have to make sure that we are discerning and not looking at something that's on that in the uh the outward appearance of of things so praise god you never know what people are going through that's what ministry is all about showing the love of christ having compassion and extending mercy and grace towards people and giving them an encouraging word with kindness and love and that is what expands the kingdom of god so you all thank you so much for um sharing um and we are about to go if there is nothing else um, last chance you all if there's that one more person that is having an unction to say something here is your time this is the last the last chance until next week or next whenever but you can share this is a safe space and i'll even stop recording all right